This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks. Today we've got a very exciting episode for you. The keynote will be on Malachite. It's one of the first ores and we're also going to go into all kinds of information on Malachite. Next, uh, well, one of the other topics that we'll be discussing is the second largest tanzanite find. Uh, recently, someone found the largest, and uh, right behind that, another one. Very interesting story. We'll go into the um, Fraser Park area of Colorado and talk about some fun things to do there that are rock and lapidary related. A giant diamond, 115.8 carat, is going up for auction. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the Greenstone Belt, which uh, is one of the richest gold regions of all the Abba Tibi uh, area. Also, we'll go into some fossils, including three new types of flying reptiles and uh, any human interest things that we spot along the way. So let's get right into it, guys. Um, but first, I want to thank you guys for liking, for subscribing, for sharing our podcast, our blogs, and joining our social media. We are on Facebook, but we are trying to migrate over to MeWe, so we will leave a link to the blog at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com. There you can find a lot of great information. You can download helpful information for your shops. I've even got some maps of where you can go rock hounding um, for certain things and lots of great articles that are very timeless, and we appreciate if you subscribe to that and check out all our links at the bottom of each and every blog. So let's get right into it, guys. First, this rich, one of the world's richest um, gold areas, and there's more than just gold there. I'm going to try to pronounce the name right. It's Abitibi um, Greenstone Belt. And in the article on the deepdive.ca, there was an article written today on the 28th, and uh, it talks about this very, very rich area where a lot of gold has been found. Now, uh, it seems that they are talking about some of the newer gold mines and stuff like that, but they talk a lot about the history. This is a major geological belt. It is one of the world's largest and uh, mineral-rich greenstone belts with gold as the base metal deposit. It's some fun, some 450 kilometers long by 150 kilometers wide. It runs through the Canadian Shield um, all the way um, in toward Ontario and then out toward Quebec. Now, the area was found in the 1800s, but significant gold mining is still on the rise in this area. Um, there's been over 100 mines that have produced in excess 170 million ounces of gold. Um, also, there has been 400 million ounces of silver, 15 billion tons of copper, and 35 billion tons of zinc. So this area has been formed by ancient um, volcanic activity, um, and there are a lot of significant deposits that are found along three major faults. There's the Porcupine Fault, the Cadillac um, Fault, and the Pipestone Fault. 
and they have a really cool map here um, of these faults and some of the major gold deposits and mines that have been found along this um, long um, area here they show the road it looks like 99 55 and uh, these highways and such also they have a really good geographical map that shows your sedimentary um, rocks your um, volcanic different types of volcanic rocks the different intrusions and things like that so if you're a real geology buff you want to look for these areas where one types of rocks strike another and that's where you are going to find um, the most likely areas to find these um, veins that are very mineral rich so if you want to check this out there's some really cool maps on it where you can look through this whole area and um, see the different mines and things that have happened now I'm sure I don't know what the mining laws are in California for an individual but uh, I would think there's areas around there you could walk around and look up a stream and you know who knows what you could find I mean they've got everything from gold copper silver lead zinc and other minerals um, so you can just think of all the other minerals that are associated with that and certainly something interesting could be found in the washes uh, downstream and around these areas would be something to look into for sure all right next um, a very interesting story here um, a wine bottle that's made with diamonds is how it was presented it's in the businessinsider.com uh, an article here that uh, says you can buy a ruby encrusted bottle of Cabernet that will be turned into jewelry when you finish the wine and it was written by Paige Redinger and Rob on the Rob report and uh, that was on the 24th again you can go to businessinsider.com and look up that article if you want but apparently there's this uh, winery that produces this wine that they call um, the gemstone it's the gemstone vineyard and um, they have some wonderful bottles of wine and um, every so often they have these very VIP sections and this one um, that they have is going to have it's going to be encrusted with a hundred and twenty real rubies okay this is produced from Napa Valley in California and um, it is a, a jeweler here um, Stefan Silver who offers this very rare lot of uh, their wine celebration uh, they have a foundation it's actually designed um, to raise money they've raised money for cancer research since 1993 so it goes to a good cause and um, pretty interesting if you want to read the article and find out more about that you can all right um, now a few weeks back we talked about um, the Tanzanian miner who found the two uh, largest um, Tanzanite gemstones you know it's just such a small area there in Africa where they're finding this Tanzanite um, in the northern section there and he found another one that is up over six pounds um, and it's uh, 9.76 kilograms he had found that largest one and then he found one that was 5.1 kilograms now this guy's 52 years old um, he's got 30 kids he's got uh, he herds cattle <laughs> and uh, he has been finding these these gemstones and been pretty fortunate and here he is he made these millions of dollars when he got to sell it and he goes back and finds the second largest one so 
really this guy has uh lightning has struck twice you can find this article on the nairobi news.nation.co.ke and uh, that came out on july the 25th it was written by amino waco so you can check that out if you want to find out more about that um next um let's see a little human interest uh article here this article is called Road Trippin', Spend the Day, a Week, or whatever, Vacation, right? And uh, it's in the GreenleeTribune.com, if you want to look it up. Um, the article was written here on, what day? Uh, the 23rd. Now, they have uh, weekly, I think on Thursdays, they have outdoor uh, events. This is in Colorado. And um, they have uh, outdoor vendors and stuff like that. They're utilizing, you know, safety precautions and all that good stuff. But the directions are here for it. Uh, begins at 10. It goes to 7. It's the, there to see all the the vendors and their things. There's uh, advertisement here. Or not advertisement. They talk about their shop. They talk about this place where all these keys are hanging on the wall. Um, and then they get into that they have a museum and a couple rock shops. So um, I'm trying to get down to that part right now. But this one area has thousands of keys dangling from the ceiling that you can check out. There's all kinds of visual things that they show you here in this article. But I just wanted to share with you, they have the Red Rose Rock Shop and Dick's Rock Museum, where you can check out interesting rocks, slabs, pebbles, and minerals and a variety of different rocks and minerals and shapes and sizes. And behind the rock shop, there's a museum and a duck pond that you can enjoy. So it just talks about a really fun day. They have a picture here of a couple mining carts with ore and um, that you can go and check out stacks of rocks in these trolley carts that, you know, remind people of the days when there was a lot of mining there in Colorado. This area, the uh, is. Estes Park, E-S-T-E-S -E Park, is about an hour from uh, Greenlee, and it is the gateway to the Rocky Mountain National Park. So there's all kinds of activities to do, and uh, that might be something you want to look into and put on your uh, bucket list. Now, before we get into our keynote address on malachite, and we've got a lot of great information on malachite, we want to do a little bit of fossil news today for our fossil fans. We uh, found an article on oh that's not supposed to come on sometimes these ads pop up when I'm looking at it even though I looked at it beforehand at abcnews.go.com uh, written on the 24th by the Associated Press there's an article said a well-preserved mammoth skeleton is found in Siberia Lake and this is Russia and what they found is a pretty much complete um, uh, skeleton of a woolly mammoth with actually still some ligaments attached to it and um, this is a pretty good find they have um, part of the animal skull and lower jaw and, jaw and several ribs and a foot fragment all with with the skin and meat still on it but uh, my understanding is that most of the bones are there so they are going to get the rest of it um, but it takes a lot of time and specialized equipment so they're working on getting the whole of it out and the temperature there is pretty cold 10 degrees celsius about 18 degrees so um, 
that's their heat wave, by the way. <laughs> so they're in a heat wave, but uh, pretty cold. So it's always interesting when they find new things. The next uh, fossil thing, the only other one I really thought was super interesting, is the Petrosaurus, which is flying reptiles. These were discovered in Morocco recently, three different brand, uh, types of them at the Gizmo Post 24, and that's uh, 2 and 4.com. Gizmo Post 24.com. Um, this came out two days ago in the education section. They have a picture here of these pterodactyls. Um, they have a crazy looking colors that they've added to it, which, uh, you know, who knows what color they were, but the shape of it, they can be pretty, pretty confident that they're pretty close. These flying reptiles were not only in Morocco, but all over the Sahara Desert, um, you know, millions of years ago. And some of the other things that they found in this ecosystems, fish, crocodiles, turtles, and these petrosauruses, which really they're learning more and more about these. They're starting to unearth these all over. Um, we talked about one from Mexico. We've seen them in China and Africa um, and all over. And they have pictures of the dig here and talking about, uh, you know, how they're determining what the diet was. Um, you know, fish and things of this sort as they were flying around. They had a wingspan of some three to four um, meters, so really large. Um, it contenders with the albatross, which is the largest bird they could fly all over. Um, they feel these were traveling all over the globe, and uh, it's always cool when they find a new species like this. So sometime at some point these animals became extinct and they're trying to figure out you know why and how this might happen so this helps in their studies of these things now if you're into diamonds there's a pretty interesting story on forbes.com 115 carat diamond could fetch up to seven million dollars at christie's new york auction uh, this was written by anthony demarco and there's a beautiful picture of this 115.8 carat pear-shaped f color VVS1, which is like super high quality um, diamond. It's just fabulous, and um, they're going to be selling all kinds of diamonds there. So, if you're a diamond fan, you might want to go there and check out that site. Um, next, little human interest story here. Um, I always try to give a shout out to our rock clubs around the country um, just by what pops up on my radar. And um, this article was on the it looks like, uh, gee, I don't even know what that word is. It's Tahlequah Daily Press, T-A-H-L-E-Q-U-A-H, dailypress.com. And that came out on the 27th by Brian D. King. And he says here, um, it's on the rocks. Pandemic cancels annual rock and mineral show, but trams members are planning for next year. So they're not giving up um, completely. They do have to postpone their um, rock show this year. It's the Tala. I guess it's it's T A H L E Q U A H um, Rock and Mineral Society. So um, here in uh, in America. So interesting article there. It's always sad, but they are already planning for next year. They're going to make it bigger and better than ever. They teach the uh, public how to make arrowheads. They have hands-on stuff. They have the fluorescent minerals for the kids and stuff. So they really are doing what they can to, to make, um, you know, to make it educational to the community and to young people. And they usually have um, well over a thousand people that come and walk through and learn about rocks and minerals and lapidary. So 
Um, kudos to these folks here. Now for our keynote address. If you go to Rock and Jim magazine, um, they talk about Malachite, the first ore. There's an article there that was written um, back on March the second, um, 2018, but they posted it on their their page, um, their updated page. So I caught a glimpse of that, and I thought, yeah, that's a great mineral to talk about. They've got a nice specimen of this uh, bitrudel-looking um, malachite. I don't know that this is something I'd want to cut up and make a gemstone out of. It's more of a mineral sample, but they talk about that this was probably, um, you know, gold or copper. One of these things was the first mineral that was picked up. Um, and these malachites, you know, they used them for different things. And how would they have melted it to find out that copper came out of it? You know, who knows? Um, there has been stories of malachite being in fireplaces and the fire actually melting some of the copper ore out of it. Um, all sorts of things like this that uh, malachite would have been um, something that was used. But by 5000 BCE, Malachite was used uh, as for getting copper in Europe, the Middle East, and the Far East, um, and the Copper Age was born. Now, in more recent times, we like malachite because um, it is a wonderful mineral to collect, and also um, we can uh, do lapidary with it. So, if you want to find out more about malachite, uh, one of the places you can go is to geology.com and just look up malachite, and they have a great write-up on malachite there. Um, it is a, a, cop a copper carbonic uh, carbonate uh, hydroxide that is a copper ore, basically. It's a beautiful green color, um, comes in patterns that can be straight or bitrudel like bubbles like a bubble within a bubble and a lot of times these were formed by coppers that leached out and uh, deposited with these um, these carbonate uh, minerals kind of like uh, calcium you know and formed and other minerals like azurite um, boronite calcite you know all these other things kind of formed with this at shallow depths in the earth. This is usually not something that goes down real deep like diamonds and things like that. It often forms in limestones and other areas where there are these cavities where it can drip through and collect and form over the many, many years. Now, some of the great malachite deposits have been in Egypt, Israel, Russia, of course here in the U.S., uh, Arizona's big but many states, um, also Australia and France and the Dominican Republic of Congo, there are uh, uh, measurable and good quality of malachites that have been produced. Now, if you have never seen stalag stalactite and stalagmite uh, malachite, this is something that is found in the Dominican Republic of the Congo, and these specimens can go for a pretty price, but um, they are really beautiful. They look like... Uh, uh, like something from um, you know from another world or something like these green little mountains kind of they almost look like a like a mossy plant but some of the properties again um, they're carbonite they're green the streak is green if you do a rock and mineral test you can use the back of a, a piece of tile like a floor tile and, um, and scrape the rock on it and the streak test will usually give you an indication so the streak is green the luster um, is usually 
if it's a rare crystal type, it can be you know very smooth. Um, if it's fibrous, uh, it can be fibrous. It can be silky. It can be dull. It can be earthy. But it polishes to a very bright luster. Um, most specimens are a little bit opaque. Crystals are translucent. Um, but you know usually they're not clear. Maybe you can get some light to go through them. Cleavage is usually perfect in one direction and fair in the second direction. Um, the Mohs hardness is about 3.5 to 4. The specific gravity is 3.6 to 4. And you have the green color with soft um, diluted colors, sometimes uh, dark, dark, dark green, almost black, making these different layers within the stones depending on how they form. Um, it is a minor ore of copper gemstones. It's used for gemstones, sculptures, and pigment. Now, a lot of the old paintings that you look at, um, the greens that are in them can be uh, and possibly are made from, uh, um, from this mineral, from uh, malachite. Okay? Um, malachite as a pigment, um, the article goes into that, but as a gem mineral, this vivid green, um, when polished, is really gorgeous. And if you well, often will find malachite with the blue azurite, and this can really look spectacular with the blue and green together. But um, the bitrudal bubbles can sometimes form uh, really nicely in with your cabochon. Um, if you can get a, a bubble or two, a whole bubble or two in it, it can really set it off and uh, make it beautiful. So that's something you want to look for when you are buying um, malachite is how big are those bubbles and the jewelry that you want to make with it. If the bubbles are, you know, as big as your hand, then, um, you know, you're only going to get the lines of it, which is fine if you're looking for that look. But if you want to get the bubbles in it, you'll want to find the one with the smaller bubbles. So one one will give you one look and the other will give you the other look. So um, that's what you want to do. Now, malachite, you got to be careful. Sometimes it's treated with wax to fill in the voids and improve its luster. So um, hopefully if you buy it off of someone, they will let you know. Um, there are synthetics that have been um, called um, malachite, so be careful where you get it from and look at it closely. If it's too perfect, um, it, it could be fake. So there's banded malachite. Um, again, there is the bitrudal forms where you see the bubular forms like eyes and then the lines that you see that are around those, which are very beautiful, unless you can find a crystal. Now, I have never seen anyone make a... Um, piece of uh, a jewelry with the malachite crystal but that would be pretty neat um, I wouldn't want to break it though now some of the areas where you can find malachite um, I found an article on uh, blackrockdesert.org and um, this is where they have the burning man and apparently out there there's quite a bit of rocks out there and people have been known to find malachite out there as far as uh, many other minerals including geodes and things like that so all you got to do is you can go to mine dot uh, mine dot dot uh, is that mine dot dot org i believe and you can look up malachite um and it will pop up um, several different spots you can look at malachite in the state or area that you're at and then drill down and find out where these mines are now you might not be able to go into those mines but um, you can go around the areas hopefully and the streams and the washes um, below and hopefully you can find 
some some minerals that way. Now I've heard of people going to mines where everything was fenced off. They obviously didn't want you to go in there, but people who looked and looked for for uh, and spent the time were able to find um, some um, malachite around these dumps. So yeah, you go to mine. Dat, it's M-I-N-D-A-T dot org. And you can just type in an area or a mineral and start doing your search. And it will show you on the map. It will give you the names of the mines. Um, again, you, you have to be careful. You can't just go into mines. But you can go in those areas. If you know it's found in one area, you might be able to find it somewhere else. Or an area that um, does have... Um, you know, copper minerals and things like that will probably have other interesting rocks and minerals in the area that have washed down the streams and um, washes and things like that that you can be able to find. So, um, other updates um, we did send off the rocks on Tuesday to the young boy who was attacked by the dog and uh, protected his sister so bravely. Um, Bridger Walker and uh, so that should be to him by now and apparently he's been just receiving tons and tons of rocks so you know kudos to the rock and gym community for um, you know using that opportunity to um, give a young man uh, who really is a, a superhero we need to hear these good stories in times like this we don't get enough of them so um and plus, it does help promote rocks and gems because just the fact that he is a rock and gem collector now um, allows other people to think about that and talk about that and uh, pique their interest as well. And that's what we want to do. We want to keep rock hounding alive. We want to keep lapidary alive. And that's what Radical Rocks is all about. Um, we give, um, we use our proceeds from your attention. We don't ask for any money, but uh, you know the podcast does generate a tiny tiny bit of income and hopefully you know our youtube videos will and our blogs will as well at some point once we get enough subscribers and shares and likes and we are going to use this money to continue our educational continue building the community we will give back a portion to these um, rock clubs and organizations that are you know working on a um, a voluntary you know they're volunteering their time and they are giving back to the community um, so that is our intention and our grand goal above and beyond that what we're already doing is to help somehow keep rock hounding areas open by um, either there's many different ways of doing it and that's something that we can discuss in the future but those are our big goals for the years to come so hopefully you can be a part of that we appreciate your support and remember rock hounds don't die they petrify.